As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast where we talk about your favorite stealth sex symbols in the film or TV show that turned you on to them. I'm Shelley Brooks, and I am flying solo this week. Michael is out of the hot house. It is just your girl, Shell. But we have a very, very exciting guest, someone I am a big fan of. We have writer, comedian, and co-host of the podcast, Two Old Queens, Mark Rennie. Wow. Hello. Please, children, (laughs) quiet down. (laughs) They are so excited to have you here. (laughs) A group of young kids for one old queen. (laughs) (laughs) Children love old queens. There's one thing we know. (laughs) They are dedicated listeners. Thank you. Welcome, Mark. Oh, my gosh. I have to say. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and it was on repeat during peak COVID. Oh, thank you. That was, you know, we were thriving. During yeah. Peak <laughs> that was our time to shine. Yeah. I was alone in my parents' basement, so I was like, my friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're screaming at each other over how yes. gay uh, Beau Travai is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was perfect. I was like, these are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Mark, so... You picked someone who has come up on this podcast a lot. We okay. are very excited for this conversation. So who is your stealth sex symbol and what TV show are we going to be talking about? Well, I guess my stealth sex, which I first I was worried when after I picked, because I told a few people like I was coming on the, what the premise of the show was and who I was. And a uh-huh. few people went like, really? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess this is like, dude, we, this is like a job that needs to be done. This is mm-hmm. like uh, advocacy that needs to happen. So I picked John Goodman in yes. Roseanne. Does it have to be Roseanne specifically? No, but that was when sure. we first, he came into our homes, he yes. came into our hearts. Um, so it's just like, he just exudes, he just has this like, like the word daddy gets tossed around a lot and i'm like no you can't be in you're not hitting 30 and call yourself a daddy no this is when john goodman and roseanne is what the the platonic ideal of a daddy yes a literal daddy like uh he doesn't look like he's never gonna be people's sexiest man alive but he does have this like swagger and confidence and he just feels like but there's also like a real warmth to mm-hmm. him and like you do you would feel like safe with him like that is kind yeah. of what a, a daddy is to me it's just like oh, a confident funny warm man and, and also I... his like stature like he is like a big oh. person and i think yeah. that is like seems so fun <laughs> yeah daddy can pick me up and tuck daddy me into bed <laughs> toss me around put me in a duffel bag throw me in a trunk we were <laughs> learning about your daddy <laughs> Your daddy didn't do that. <laughs> Just a standard daddy. Just a standard daddy. Leave me well, in the woods. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that you got the oh really reactions because, you know, we get a wide range of choices on this show. Mm. But, you know, we are looking for the people that get like the oh reallys because, listen, sometimes no, no shade to any of our previous guests. You're all wonderful. You're all hilarious. You're all brilliant and hot and beautiful. Yes. But we get some people that write in like, oh, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but Brad Pitt is my <laughs> unexpected sex symbol. I'm a little quirky. Yeah. 
I think Margot Robbie is attractive. Actually, Margot Robbie is a much better example because every time we have a straight woman on, she always picks like like the face hooker from Alien. And every time we have like a straight man on, it's like Nev Campbell. I know I'm nuts. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a great dynamic. Wow. But yeah, so you chose a specific episode of Roseanne because you you know we're not going to watch the entire series before fair, fair, recording. Fair. And I have to uh, preface this with I don't know why I chose. I was like I think because I'm not like I'm not like I don't have like an uh, obsessive uh, like I don't have every episode of Roseanne memorized. Well, this what? it's not like one of those shows. So I like I just looked up a list of like top ten. Yeah. I watched it when I was on. I watched reruns like 20 years ago. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember the episode where he beats up Jackie's <laughs> abusive boyfriend was like a really good Dan episode. And it is like he does have like I should have I feel like I should have had like trigger warnings before. Like <laughs> right. this is like a very special episode episode right. of Roseanne. Uh, but I do think John Goodman is great. And it is like a fun post credits scene oh. where you get to see him like <sighs> sing jailhouse rock which is yeah. a lot of fun like, the it does is show, on full display you see a whole all of you see i think it is a good episode in the end that because you do get to see everything that john goodman can do he's funny mm. he plays the emotional beats really well and then he just gets that like let loose and sing <laughs> be Elvis. Oh, yeah and if like you know one of his like major good qualities is his daddiness he has got real daddy energy in this, like your ideal daddy, like what you want in 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 like yes. an actual dad, not like a sex daddy, but like <laughs> sure, yes, yes, yes. But a the father. dad who's like, come, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A dad who's what? Yeah. <laughs> who's come from which you came is where ah, I was going with that. <laughs> how beautiful! Let's put that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> That's what I write to my daddy every Father's Day. I bless Thank you the for cum. coming in, my mother. <laughs> yes, we bless the come we came from. <laughs> I am so glad to be part of your seed. (laughs) Well, for anyone who has not seen this episode of Roseanne, we like to give a little synopsis. So this is Roseanne season five, episode 14, War and Peace. As Roseanne takes Jackie to the hospital and Darlene bails Dan out of jail, the story of Dan's defending Jackie quickly spreads through town. Meanwhile, Fisher begs Jackie to come back to him. Roseanne is prepared to attack him herself, but learns that Jackie is strong enough to make her own decisions. Which I hope people have seen Roseanne, because that's a lot of names of people that you right. do not know otherwise. And this is also like part two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Two-part episode. Yeah, so we started like bad... in media arrest. <laughs> yeah, like Dan is being arrested and he has a piece of fried chicken in his mouth, like handcuffed <laughs> with fried chicken. Honestly, though, not a bad look. <laughs> Listen, because I love a man of appetites, I've got to say. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it is like, what are these other? I see what you're saying. Mm. Yes, 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 the mind Ooh. reels. <laughs> the mind does indeed. <laughs> but let's really get the mind reeling with a little warm-up we like to call the sexy trivia game we're gonna get a little loose a little slick and we're gonna do that with some sexy trivia mark do you want to give us number a his first television appearance was for a burger king commercial in which he had no line he only had to bite into a Whopper sandwich with glee. <laughs> with glee. Mmm. <laughs> Appetites. <laughs> yum, yum. Number B. John Goodman was regarded as being so crucial to the feature film version of The Flintstones from 1994 that the project would have been shelved once he had turned down the role of Fred Flintstone. Ooh, <laughs> barefoot. Oh, yeah. Let's see those toes. Let's see those little piggies. <laughs> Mark, you want to give us number C? His unique style of throwing darts, holding the pointing tip of the dart with his thumb and index finger, and then throwing it with the opposite end pointing toward the board so that... Mm. Turn in midair with the pointed end to the stuck board can't be seen in many of his movies, such as King Ralph from 1991. Ooh. Ooh, yum. <laughs> yum. We get all of this trivia from IMDb, and I'm wondering where people are like collating all of this information about like his dart throwing technique. <laughs> 
People need to know. I always like when the IMDb trivia is like, they play a teacher in this show, but in another <laughs> show, they were a principal. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of I it mean, was uh, like, he did movies with the Coen brothers. It's like, you don't yeah. say. Huh. Wow. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. But I made sure that we had trivia about his most famous projects, the Whopper commercial, the Flintstones, <laughs> yes. and King Ralph. <laughs> I do feel like Flintstones was a big deal. There was like a season five of the, or it's five or six of Roseanne when he's like filming mm-hmm. the Flintstones and oh, his really? hair is all of a sudden very like <laughs> pompadoured and like, you That's know. That's amazing. Uh, what do you call it? Hair dried. You're blown. Yeah. It looks like oh, he's real blown. And he's like trimmed a little. Like he's yeah. a little like more svelte for wow. John Goodman. Yeah. But you and- can tell like, oh, he's got that Fred Flintstone swagger now. <laughs> Did they take the bottoms off of all the cars that season too? <laughs> you yes, could see him like. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so give me a little background on when you first came to know John Goodman, but more importantly, when you first fell in love with John Goodman. Okay. Um, I think I was a bit of like a late bloomer in terms Mm. of falling in love slash lust with John Goodman. (laughs) Um, I first saw him, like, we watched Raising Arizona, like, religiously Mm. as kids. Just like it was like on HBO a lot at the time, and we just always watch it because it's so funny. He's so funny, and and then I think it was truly straight to Roseanne, yeah, which we all watched as a family when it was first on. I watched it every week because it was like such a. It was like at the time, it was like a revelation, Roseanne, mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, we've never seen like lower middle class, like regular people in a sitcom where the kids weren't perfect and everything right. wasn't always perfect. Like they were rude to each other and sarcastic. <laughs> and that really resonated with our family. But then also like they really handled the dramatic beats really well. I remember mm-hmm. like the part one of the episode we watched, like there's a scene where Darlene walks in on Jackie and like you don't see it. You only see it's on Darlene the whole time. And you just hear Jackie like, going, get out, get out. And mm-hmm. that's like stayed with me ever because it just felt so they really land the like dramatic beats in Roseanne so it was truly not until I got because when you're young and a stupid gay man and you're well not a a teen (laughs) you know you're only like that should have been your intro stupid gay man Mark (laughs) Rennie stupid gay man Mark Rennie uh I was like just like interested in like kids my you know what I mean I wasn't really into the older men so that now that I've become older like once I like hit my like late 20s I was like Mm. oh yeah and then I've now like known so many other like gay men who like mm-hmm. oh yeah John Goodman Roseanne is like a thing is like yeah. the bear it is like everyone's dream you know oh absolutely it's funny you mentioned the thing about because this does seem to be like the big sort of like reputation of that Roseanne has for like changing television is that like you know it kind of truthfully depicts like a lower middle class family and they've got the line in this episode where they're like well it's finally true we're we're poor white trash yes and all I could think watching it was like wow they own a really nice house (laughs) (laughs) right for now like in the 90s yeah absolutely yeah it's like single income home family you know (laughs) 2023 like you're not living in a house as a (laughs) middle class family Roseanne is now like the dream Mm -hmm. (laughs) we aspire to live like the Connors now (laughs) but it does still really hit like I mean especially because I you know my sort of go-to when I think about like contemporary sitcoms is like you know a modern family or something where it is about like a properly like wealthy family and it is nice to see these characters that are so kind of more more earthy like clearly working class like and then you have actors like a john goodman who who can really embody that while also having like the technique of like a a real trained actor you know and laurie metcalf too Mm -hmm. along like laurie metcalf has like amazing scenes and like she is so good and then like roseanne is also like kind of like complete lunatic now but (laughs) but also like in the show like there are times like oh she's like uh, not the best actress Mm -hmm. but there is something also just like real about like this the yeah the unpolishedness of it is that character like it is rosa you know what i mean that's why Mm -hmm. no one else could play that role i guess yeah absolutely because i mean i you know there are some like one-on-one scenes between laurie metcalf and roseanne in this episode that are actually really good even if roseanne's like a little bit more stilted but then you see her and john goodman together it's like oh these are like capital a actors yeah 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 they're so great 
Yeah. And like, I'm, it made me miss having like a live audience to a sitcom. Cause like you see how they, they're theater actors and like they right. can play to the camera and the audience at the same time in a way that's so exciting. And just like longer scenes where they can mm -hmm. play out. Cause like how I met your mother, like fucked everything up. Like, Oh, I guess right. like sitcoms <laughs> have to be like family guy. Now we're just like cutting away every two's like scenes don't like breathe anymore. Like you watch right. an old episode of like the golden girls and like the whole like second act will just be like them in the kitchen. Right. Which mm -hmm. is like all we want from a sitcom. We just want to hang out in a kitchen <laughs> while yeah. we're on the couch. <laughs> you know, Big Bang might have fucked it up, but I think they really set things right with young Sheldon. Thank you. That got us back <laughs> on track. <laughs> they set the ship right. Yeah. We are now back on board. I have never seen young Sheldon. Am I missing out? What? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I can't claim that I've seen a ton of young Sheldon, okay, okay. to be honest. But we appreciate what they've done for the form. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I can recognize that it's important to the medium, even without yes. having watched, <laughs> watched young Sheldon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so... So you talked about how it wasn't until you sort of like got older that you sort of recognized the sexiness of John Goodman. Yes, so yes. What I've aged, I aged out of. <laughs> <laughs> so did you kind of go back and like reevaluate the movies that you'd seen him in? Um, I think I like appreciated like the Flintstones more in like a weird reason. Because truly, because like this is gonna, I'm not a total psycho, but like, oh, he's like. You see his calves. It's, it's like they're like there is something like oh that's fun. You know oh what I mean? The gosh, you're like a Victorian the... gentleman. <laughs> oh, I'm so titillated. What we never really, normally don't get to see. Um, I think I just now when I have rewatched because like Roseanne like repeat on like the Hallmark Channel or something, mm -hmm. which I'm because I always go there to look for a Golden Girl, sure. but sometimes Roseanne will be on instead. I'm like, yeah, he's like fucking hot in this can i swear sorry um, yeah you fucking cannot <laughs> shut your fucking mouth but even then in like things like 10 cloverfield lane where he's mm -hmm. like amazing in it but he does have this like i don't know there is like just i could i the word i keep coming back to is just like swagger he does have yeah. this even when he's playing like a menacing character he's just like just has this like charisma Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, we recently did an episode about Raising Arizona, and I rewatched it with my family when I was home recently. And, you know, he's not playing someone who's, like, sexy in that movie, but I find him so, like, almost overwhelmingly sexy in Raising he's Arizona. Like a wild animal in that movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, he's, like, birthed from the mud, right? That whole scene, he's just, like, screaming. Yeah. Oh, he feels very, like, embodied. And, like, I like that you point out his calves in the Flintstones because... I do think that there is something to he has like a body type that you don't see on a lot of like mainstream actors. And I think that's part of why his body's like very exciting to see. Like if I see like a CW guy with like the washboard abs, it's kind of like, no, it's so eh. boring. Yeah. It's like, I see this all the time on TV. Like who cares? But if you see like a strong forearm on like a John Goodman. Yeah. Someone who could like, Oh, they know how to like fix the refrigerator yes. <laughs> and move a refrigerator and empty right. out a refrigerator. It's <laughs> <laughs> the perfect man. <laughs> This guy can do everything. He can move a refrigerator. He can put his son in a bag. He can take him to the woods. Yes. <laughs> so one top shop. <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of him being like the daddy type. So you said you like watched this with your family. Did you like grow up seeing guys who were like this John Goodman-y type? Not really, because I grew up in like San Jose, California. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like <laughs> Slightly it was not different. the Midwest. We're more like California casual, you know. Right. Dads hanging out in each other's garages, just shooting the <laughs> shit. And it was all very, very suburban. Um, mm -hmm. Not like Lanford, though. It was more. Um, I mean, I guess I did like there were dads around. I guess, but I was just <laughs> like, I guess <laughs> there were. <laughs> they let them out. <laughs> Um, but I think when I was a kid, it just didn't register to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like I got older and I think, you know, had like, you know, my matured as a sexual person probably right. that I started <laughs> thinking like, oh, I was a late bloomer is what I'm going to sure. say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> In terms of these things. Mm -hmm. Well, so around what age was it when like you were watching TV and movies and things that you started sort of clocking the people that sort of would shape your taste? I remember being very young. I was probably like seven. And I remember mm -hmm. just like, it was another, like, it was like Ricky Schroeder on like Silver Spoons. And I was like, oh, he's like, lives in a rich house and he's got a, tr he rides a train in through the living room. Have you ever seen Silver Spoons? I have not. <laughs> this sounds like you're making it up. No, no, no. It was like, a, I forget the, re like, the relationship of like, just a, like, it's like a, 
fantasy of like uh-huh. essentially of like a little a kid mm-hmm. gets to live with a rich dad oh, in this okay. mansion that has like a train a little train you can ride through the living room and i just remember being like i couldn't tell you why i was just like captivated by ricky schroeder i was like what's his deal i want to know what his deal like where's he doing what does he go like i didn't have like sexual terms for this or like sure. what attraction was i just remember being like fascinated and then yeah. i do remember Epi- I, we watched the Brady Bunch a lot. Okay. There's an episode in er, season one of the Brady Bunch. There's an episode where they go camping. Okay. And Mike Brady, the father, <laughs> is wearing like, it's in the middle of the night, and he's wearing like a flannel, like a green, not a pattern, a solid uh-huh. green flannel and like sweatpants. <laughs> oh, and I just sweatpants. remember thinking like, <laughs> why is he? I remember being like, that image stayed with, it stayed with me to this day of like, he looks so hot. Wow. That was like, a, that was a big one. Mike Brady in the camping episode. <laughs> so, I, I yeah. love, now I'm imagining like Mike Brady doing like the Fableman's camping dance, like in front of <laughs> in the, the headlights. headlights. <laughs> <Yeah>. I wish. <laughs> Just seeing the outline of his dick in his sweatpants. Yes. <laughs> Alice is fingering herself as she watches. <laughs> this is the, the Brady Bunch remake I want to see. <laughs> I knew there's something fucked up about that yeah, household. Yeah. I think Mike Brady was also another, like, I think that's another, like, similar, maybe that's my match thing, is that episode maybe. of Mike Brady and that that particular episode of that's, the Brady Bunch was a big impact for me. That's really funny. I like that. So, yeah, as you, like, got older, did you find that these sort of, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, we tried, I guess, earlier to sort of define, like, what the daddiness is of these characters, but, like, is it sort of that nurturing thing that, like, has, like, a paternal, you know, there is, like, someone who, like, look out for you, can, like, can fix your car, you know, someone Mm -hmm. who's handy, capable, I think, Mm -hmm. but also is, like, warm and silly, you know, like, doesn't take themselves too seriously, isn't, Mm -hmm. like, also, there's like an emotional openness, I guess, mm-hmm. in some ways, too, is like part of like the daddy uh, ish <laughs> we're trying to define, you know? Sure. It's not like a cold, removed daddy on like a throne, you know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> daddy with his crown upon his throne. <laughs> yeah, who will deign to give us attention. They're like grounded. I think also the part of the daddy that's coming comes in like it is something like, uh, of a household you know it's not mm. like a daddy is like a king it's not a patriarch yeah. in some way yeah. it's not a not in terms of the patriarch but just in terms of like this is the role they fill like right. we're equals but this yeah. is the they're capable protective mm-hmm. um and hot <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because I, mean, I think that there there is a you know there can be a version of uh you know the the father who is like authoritarian and kind of scary or cold or like masculine in a way that's like cut off and like i mean john goodman on roseanne i think is so it's so appealing because he feels so emotionally mature and emotionally like giving yeah. but masculine at the same time for sure. And he's maybe not like the best, most plugged in. Like he's like a little uncomfortable when he has to have emotional talks, <laughs> but at least he's aware. He's not, like, at least he expresses his discomfort and doesn't just like shut down. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, at least, at least we, we, there's something to work with there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a great scene in, in the episode where, you know, his son is asking him, you know, why you went to jail and like yeah. why he's in trouble. And, it was great because it does have some of those like sitcom tropes of him being like, Roseanne, oh no, the right, kids right, are asking right. me questions. <laughs> right, but he right, also right. has this like genuinely like thoughtful conversation where he himself is working through like when it's okay to use violence and like right. you have to protect women. But and then his son is like, what if a woman hits a man? He's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's trying yeah. to have a code. <laughs> Right. Did you watch Roseanne like when it was on or what's your history with Roseanne? Not really. I mean, I so my family, I guess we didn't do a ton of like sitting down and watching sitcoms together. I mean, I, I saw it like on like in syndication a, more of a, a little Hill bit. Street Blues family. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, we were watching Raising Arizona a lot. Like fun. <laughs> Yeah, we were always watching and quoting Raising Arizona. My parents to this day are constantly saying, you know, son, you got a panty on your head. Like that was we were much more of a a watching movies together family. I see. I see. Yeah. This Forrest Gump, Dumb and Dumber. The classic. The Mount Rushmore, really. (laughs) The Criterion favorites. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, it was obviously kind of like eye opening to me watching it, you know, in preparation for this recording, because like 
I I felt like I kind of knew what Roseanne was. I was like, you know, I've seen a couple episodes. And I was like genuinely like really invested in it, like very impressed by like the quality of the writing, by like the sensitivity of it. And that it was genuinely funny, but not like shticky. Right. Yeah. There's like, it's still like, there's a very special episode, but there's still jokes. There's still punchlines. There's still, it's it's a classic. And this episode was written, I believe by, at the time she was going by Amy Sherman, who Mm. becomes Amy Sherman Palladino. I believe it's the Gilmore Girls lady. Right. Oh my God. And she let, let, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. She's no lady. (laughs) She's no lady. I know what she's been up to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the characters got to like take pauses and breathe in this, you know, like that's very impressive for (laughs) And I think if it was just like a sticky, hacky sitcom, I don't think I would be as attracted to John Goodman. It was just like a TJF kind of show, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, so I mean, you are you are a comedian. Um, so <laughs> I I mean, I we talk a lot on this show because Michael does comedy. I'm not really a comedy person, but like I but I enjoy comedy. Could and have like, me. Thank you. <laughs> that honestly, the biggest compliment that anyone could ever give me is being like, "You're actually funny." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but <laughs> but I you know we talk a lot about how we're so attracted to humor. We're so attracted to people who yes. do comedy. Yes. Like, so yes. is there a type of like comedy person or like someone who can do a specific style of comedy that you find like particularly attractive. I think someone who's like witty, who's quick. Like mm-hmm. my, t- I've like come into this in the last few years of like, like I went to like the Eagle, which is like a mm-hmm. leather bar in Silver Lake out here. It sounds more intense than it is. It's people are st- most people are just in t-shirts and shorts, um, <laughs> leather, but, like, t-shirts. <laughs> leather, leather t-shirts, leather shorts and flip flops. Uh, <laughs> But my friend was like, asked me like, oh, is there like anybody catch your eye? And I was, I said like, I'm attracted to like, I could be attracted to everybody. You know, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not the issue. Like what I'm kind of like attracted to now is like my standard has become, I want to have fun. I want to be with someone I could have fun with at the DMV. Yes. You know what I mean? Like someone yeah. who can just like is quick, is like down to clown, is can be like silly, but also isn't on all the time. Someone who's on yeah. all the time, I find exhausting. <laughs> yes. Especially like as most of my friends are comedians, I'm like, well, we have to do bit. We've been we've been here an hour. We're still doing bits. Right, right, we right. Like turn it off and like talk about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. in the world. You know what I mean? Or not even right. that. Just like, how's your mom? You know, right. Like, I don't need a I find people like you need to be able to turn it off is the mm-hmm. two like but when it, I, but also, I guess I need a d- little dynamic. It can't be like a one note. Always on is exhausting yeah. and uh, a form of um, oh, it's a wall. It's a Does say of, narcissism? Uh- narcissism <laughs> ways of keeping people distant in a way yeah. and at arm's length. And I also don't have the stamina for that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are some people that you know may be funny in small doses, but you recognize eventually that like they are to them you are an audience it's not an exchange yes. it's yes. a performance and it's like yes. yeah I, you know i would come and pay see your show i promise if you would just like give me a break right now <laughs> you just turn it off <laughs> yeah just like turn it down a notch yeah yeah but, but i yeah, do want someone i can like still like go see like um like i went with my friend connor the other night we saw like the holy mountain with oh, yes. the Jodorowsky <laughs> movie yeah. and we were still able to like every like you know 50 minutes just whispering aside a fun like one-liner to each other you know what i mean yeah. like that's kind of what i'm someone who's like who just gets it mm-hmm. and is like just open and like doesn't take life too seriously but is also able to turn it off oh yeah 100 yeah. And I, I mean, to go back to John Goodman and Roseanne, I, I think that that is something that like really comes across so well in the show is like, I like that they laugh at each other's jokes. That is Right. That's like yeah. a fun thing. Like uh, some um, like do that on Cheers, too. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like human. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, when, it's always weird and sick when someone says like a hilarious punchline and it's just greeted with like stone faces. Right. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah no exactly and like and so he does like i think in that way have the like you could have fun at the dmv quality as, as right Dan. <laughs> like they get the yeah they're down to clown is like the mm-hmm. thing we always come back to <laughs> yeah. so when you had this like turning point like your your late 20s of like starting to find sure. the the older man i'm aging out i'm no longer a twink i guess <laughs> yes <laughs> i was never a twink but <laughs> <laughs> but so who are some of the people that like were like some of the actors that you think like caught your eye around that time that you started to be like, Oh, okay. Well, a lot of it now I'm not really, I'm not like a celebrity person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm usually not that attracted to celebrities, <laughs> but one uh, constant 
and maybe this relates to like the daddiness of it all, but is like there was a Tumblr account of it was just Tom Hardy playing with dogs. <laughs> Have <laughs> you ever seen great. this? No, that's Tom Hardy. Amazing. I think Tom Hardy is so hot. Oh yeah, I like a guy with tattoos. Oh yes, I like a little edge. But then also he's playing with dogs, like pit bulls, yeah. and like th- he's like really warm and like good with dogs and like. It was the hottest. Also, if you want to have a look up Tom Hardy MySpace photos, that's the search Ooh, term. Okay. He had an era where he was giving away a big bottom energy. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, one of the things I love about Tom Hardy is that, you know, so many actors, which understandably, like, you know, we know what the industry is like, but are so coy about their sexuality. But I love that when someone like asked him if he'd had sex with men, he was like, I'm an actor, mate, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Tom Hardy could get the most beautiful man anyways so it's like yeah. why wouldn't i don't care how straight you are like the hottest right. man you're gonna dabble <laughs> and oh, if you don't tom you're a liar a, and boring i mean come on oh so was he like showing ass on tumblr or was he just playing with yeah dogs? not just showing ass but like presenting like no, arching like, his back spread <laughs> not quite that but just a real like uh come hither <laughs> stare oh, man. back when tumblr could be like porny because they're not allowed to anymore, right? Didn't they like no, ban not porn? Any, not anymore. <sighs> and now Elon's talking about banning porn on Twitter. What? Uh, now, you know, <sighs> it's all going to shit. I yeah, I get it. I mean, I guess I maybe get it a little more on Twitter because I do like see so many tits like on unrelated things that are just like, hey, lonely. Like when I'm looking <laughs> at sure. like stuff about like Gaza, and I'm like, oh come on, not here. <laughs> but <laughs> but I do miss Tumblr. Make a Gaza at these tits. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a two-tit solution. (laughs) Thank you. That's, I would hope, the only one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or it always ends up in, like, furry, like, some drawings of, like, furry, like, animals, like, a wolf, a blue wolf with, like, a big dick. And, like, how did, I was looking (laughs) up. That might be your algorithm. (laughs) Yeah. Because I have not seen this. Anytime you look up anything, like, video gaming, like, an RPG, like, it always ends up fan art of and then that fan art then becomes like furry That's porn. So like funny. drawn it was like how did no what <laughs> that yeah I have to say I have not been looking up many video game related things really? on Twitter. So I, so... Looking, you weren't looking up last summer you weren't looking up Elden Ring memes? <laughs> no I'm usually looking up like young Marty Feldman. <laughs> okay. Was he ever young? He must have been he he had the soul of a of a man, <laughs> but... a wise soul. There was a time when Marty Feldman was like young and in the UK though, where he had like a short cropped haircut that he had like oh. slicked back, and he was on the BBC like smoking a cigarette and talking very seriously about comedy, which was like not what I was expecting wow. of Marty Feldman. <laughs> But he had like a certain like charisma. Like he's like a smart, very talented, you know. Oh, he was a fuck machine, apparently. Um, Awesome. Marty Fuckman. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, apparently his um, wife was like good friends with a lot of like comedy people. Like I think that like Paul F. Tompkins would like go to her house and stuff, maybe. To Mrs. Feldman's house? To Mrs. Feldman's, apparently. This was like after Marty had died, but she was Ah. his like smoky voiced, much younger wife. would be like, oh, you know, Marty liked to have a bit of fun. (laughs) She would host a salon. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Would you love to go to Mrs. Feldman's salon? (laughs) I would give anything, truly. All I want to hear is people who've had careers or been around show business for like 30 years, 40 years. I just want to hear their stories. Oh, it's the best thing. I used to work at a theater where like all of our guests were like very old actors who were just mm. like so excited that like anyone cared about their movies anymore. Yeah. Like especially young people. Right. <laughs> so I was like my early twenties, like Anna Karina would come and she'd be like, Oh, my ex husband Jean Luc, he doesn't talk to anyone anymore. And she would just like get kind of drunk on rose all day. <laughs> she was great. That's all we want. Please <laughs> keep feeding her that rose. Yes. Well, you say you're not interested in like celebrities so much, but like, do you find yourself like interested in characters more so than like, you know, a specific actor or whatever? Oh, God, I'm so bad at this. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I like the Beast is hot <laughs> from Beauty Ooh, and the Beast, the animated Beast. That's is hot. a good one. Oh, has anybody I'm done sensing that? A th- no, but I'm sensing a through line with John Goodman and the Beast. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's a classic one that I was like, he is like, it is like, that is the same thing to me. It is yeah. the same. He's a little more anger issues. Sure. And I wish <laughs> yeah. he hadn't imprisoned, you know, his <laughs> servants. What's a little bit of imprisonment? Come on. Right. But like, you re- appreciate he's hot when you see him transform into a human and he's yeah, like, less attractive. You're like, uh, you're like yeah. oh, I get it. Okay. Now that I see what he was underneath, I'm less interested <laughs> in this, what they think we want. No, get, go back to the old thing. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's that like famous story of like Greta Garbo seeing the um, Jean Cocteau Beauty and the Beast. And like when he like turns into a beautiful man at the end, she was like, no, change him back. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> that is um, interesting, though. Like that big sort of like powerful, physically yeah. powerful kind of guy. There's another big one for me. I think um, I think maybe I did always have a daddy because another, another <laughs> like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be short round. I wanted to be a 12 oh year old <laughs> on adventures with Indiana Jones. That is so and, cute. And uh, capable, you know, because I saw that I was probably around short rounds age. I saw mm-hmm. in the theater. My mom had to leave at the like the dinner scene as too disgusting. Okay. She cannot handle gore. Um, <laughs> but then there's the scene where he gets like he drinks the poison and he's mm-hmm. just there like shirtless. Yeah. And he's like the evil <laughs> Dr. Jones, you know, Indiana Jones. But he's like so fucking hot. Like Harrison Ford as like. Han Solo, but Indiana Jones mm. is my preferred Harrison. Oh, yeah. I'll take oh, Indiana Jones on. over Han Solo any day. Oh, but yes. like that shirtless thing. When he's shirtless in Temple of Doom, yeah. ooh, baby. That's so <laughs> funny. And it's so funny when you see those things like as a kid and like there's a kid in the movie and you can project yourself into the kid yeah. a little bit and you're like, why am I so fascinated by this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this I want to <laughs> hang out with him and be friends. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, he seems fun. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, there's so- a beautiful movie I just saw. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's like, it's an independent, I don't know if it has distribution yet, but it's yeah. called um, Big Boys. And it's Big about Boys. that, about this like 14 oh. year old, like, big kid who's like mm-hmm. he goes on a camping trip with his like his cousin and her cousin the cousin's like boyfriend and he's like mm-hmm. it's his like sexual awakening of like oh i want to be this like bo- i want to be friends with the boyfriend and he's like yeah through the course of the weekend he understands what that means like it's mm-hmm. his own like oh i'm gay <laughs> yeah and it's such like a beautifully handled uh mm-hmm. wonderful movie that i encourage everybody to seek out Oh, that's fantastic. Where did you see this? I saw it at Outfest. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I mean, that is something that Michael and I have talked a lot about on this show because, like, we're both bi and, like, we, especially when we had our first sort of, like, queer crushes when we were younger, of that, you know, feeling that you have of, like, okay, is it that I want to be this person or I want to become like this person or that I'm like interested in this person, you know? Right. I'm fascinated, but you can't, you don't have like the language yet to define what that means. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember I like, you know, this was when I was like, you know, older and in college and I like fully like, you know, had, had many crushes and stuff and I, I knew what was up, but like, I remember I got like, you know, devastated by, uh, when I saw fun home changing my major. Cause I was like, God, I, remember that feeling so keenly of being like who this girl's so sexy and I like so want to be with her but also like she's just kind of the person I want to be like right yeah, and that like feeling. unpacking those feelings mm-hmm. of like is, am I just envious or covet you know yeah but also why do you have to choose maybe you could just be yeah. all of it you know <laughs> right that's really interesting so I like you know I've listened to a lot of episodes of your podcasts and like we're going to have your co-host John on soon yes. um, and we'll have yeah. you on ours oh, if you would dare you. to do it oh, are you kidding me I would be honored of course we'd love to have you <laughs> but so have you guys like in the movies that you talk about together have you found any sort of like through line of not just like what makes you know an actor attractive but like what makes for like a sexy movie for you for me, it does need that, like, charge of, like, erot. Like, there's more to, er- like, I've learned, like, eroticism is more than just, like, showing the act. Yeah. There is, like, that undefinable, it's, like, that chemistry, the charge between mm. the actors, or even, like, between the actor and the camera. Yeah. Like, how is the camera, like, if you watch Greg Araki's Doom Generation, the way he mm-hmm. shoots, like, Jonathan Skate. Yeah. is like clearly a gay man behind the camera and yeah. it just like, is filled with like sexy lust and danger and like mm-hmm. edge and it is like that to me is like this is homo this is not even just homo this is just eroticism on yeah. screen and there's just like a certain it's not even about like muscles or looks mm-hmm. it's just like treating the cameras like almost it's not a lecherous look but it mm-hmm. is just like um an appreciation of like yeah. a form <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you you know briefly referenced Beau Travail at the very beginning. I mean, yeah. that is a movie because I mean, you know, obviously there's like beautiful. the in oh beautiful, and there's like the in text explanation of like Denis Levant's character is like looking at all these men as they're like you know exercise dancing on the beach. So like <laughs> yeah. it could be like his horniness, but like it also just feels like it's the like cameras horniness looking at these guys being like ooh, <laughs> keep rolling cool? in the sand yeah <laughs> just all the choreography of like the weird military dancing almost yeah which seems like it's kind of gay <laughs> but it's also is yeah. military <laughs> right but also the guys aren't giving off any they are soldiers in the first mm-hmm. place too and it's just like a fun booyah base of <laughs> yeah of things coming together and the <sighs> crunch of that sand Oh, oh my God. Yeah, even in the end when he's like, you know, spoiler if you haven't seen uh Bo Travai, but like even the end when he's like dying and like lying in the sand and just like covered with it, it's like, ah, texture. Texture, that face. <laughs> yes, we love this. That face that ab- Yeah, because I'm not like a big like abs person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was watching like below deck. <laughs> yeah. We're going from Bo Travai to Below Deck. And like there's the like sea. <laughs> the sea. Hello. Um, but like there's like a classic dreamy hunk who like looks mm-hmm. very tom. But then there's another guy who's got like more meat on his bones. And like, yeah. oh, that is more attractive to me. Like the yeah. imperfections are more attractive to me. Cause there was uh-huh. a time when I like, oh, I finally like hooked up with a guy who was like bodybuilder, and I always thought, like, Whoa. oh my god. And then it was like, it was fine right yeah <laughs> it was good like it, but it, like it didn't make it any better or worse you know mm-hmm. that meant with people with all sorts of body types and it mm-hmm. is just truly about the person it's yeah. not about like the muscles or the definition you know what i mean any yeah. everybody is hot you know it's true it isn't about like ev- i guess everybody can be hot mm-hmm. if, you know <laughs> yes like ratatouille <laughs> 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 that's my takeaway from ratatouille everyone well, like you hot. see somebody who like is like you know a kellen lutz so then like you see uh-huh. him act you're like oh it's kind of a turn off now yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it is like there is something it has to be it's more than just the packaging there's something mm-hmm. else there's like the purse the soul the wit the brain the heart all of yeah. that i i know like in my brain i know that kellen lutz is a famously hot guy but whenever i hear his name i think it's lutz from 30 rock <laughs> famously hot i was like oh yeah this, everyone can be hot we know he's the platonic ideal of a hunk <laughs> we know is, it we don't have to say it even we're always talking about it like enough <laughs> enough with the lutz fixation <laughs> but it is i agree with you 100 percent that yeah the kind of like quote-unquote perfect bodies aren't quite as interesting that like having something that maybe feels more unique is yeah yeah especially now like all these like franchise movies like everyone is like so like like a marvel movie everyone's like ripped now but like Mm -hmm. no one's sexy i agree yeah and it's like i think it even down to like the instagram face you know like i love a unique nose i loved like a john goodman i love his like you know squinty eyes like i feel like every guy now gets that surgery where they get their like eyelids removed basically Like, don't do it i know you have to age we have to age we have mm-hmm. to accept age is gonna happen yes. we're gonna spend most of our lives being old it, yeah it is a we'll real fraction it. of our lives that we are actually young that we're like young and hot that we're not right. too young to be hot <laughs> but and hot like, is like boring i think like it really is 20s you know uh, boring Give me yeah. a John Goodman any day. Like, that'll last. <laughs> yes. Do you have the same experience that I have found myself having more and more frequently of, like, seeing a trailer for a movie and, like, the young stars that are in it and being like, ugh, who are these children? Well, they all look, everyone, like, looks the same. and Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just, like, there's no movie stars anymore. Or yeah. they're dying off. I know. And and it's even just like the stories that movies are about. Cause like, even when I was like a teenager, I wanted to see movies about like middle-aged divorce people. Of course. But- <laughs> right? In terms of endearment any day. Oh, come on. Come on, the best movie. So when I'm like marketed like a romance between 20 somethings, I'm like, who cares? You guys will get over it in a week. <laughs> there was just a trailer came out for the, what's his face? Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney rom-com. Oh, yeah. The trailer, you watch the trailer. There's like no, they're like ostensibly like two very beautiful, gorgeous uh. people and they have no chemistry. Yeah. It seems like a rom-com. 
in which they um, decided to get rid of both the ROM and the COM. Yeah. So it's just a hyphen. <laughs> yeah. The first in his genre of hyphen. Yeah. Give me a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. You know what I mean? Like, yes. No one's idea. Like, they're not like classic. Be- I mean, they're obviously mm. not unattractive, but they aren't like, you know. <laughs> Those like, hogs. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also like they have like. They have repartee. They seem Mm -hmm. like into each other. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, this is something that we talk a lot about on the podcast is like how, you know, we watch these movies from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, and like even the beautiful leads, like they're beautiful in a way where they look human. And also they're usually like in their 30s. Yeah. (laughs) Like like Elliot Gould. (laughs) Like Elliot Gould. Where are the Elliot Goulds of today? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, and, you know, I, yeah, I think it's, it's very unfortunate that it seems like there's a lot of flattening of the interesting things that like that yeah. then makes you like so grateful for someone like an Adam Driver where you're like God, thank a God face. he's like a huge a Give huge a freak. Face. Yes, <laughs> what a a disgusting freak he is <laughs> with an awful body, <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> when he was riding that horse, I hated it. <laughs> I am shocked when people think he's like straight. Like he is like I don't know. I guess he just has like distinct features, I would say. Yes. But yes, he's like exactly. clearly not an unattractive person. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? He's clearly like hot. Also, I think maybe yeah. he's just like really talented. So to me, that makes yeah. someone like, like, I, cause I don't think I really got into, like, I knew of Adam. I didn't watch Girls when it was first on. I watched it mm. later. So I had heard of Adam, but he didn't do anything for me. Then I watched right. Girls. And I'm like, oh, he's like right. fucking hot. Yes. <laughs> he's treating people poorly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This like mean abusive guy. Cool. Now I get it. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. yeah this is like, the unfortunate power of Adam Driver because like I'm a big fan of the movie Annette and he plays a full oh. psycho in that and I'm still like but give but him the so, chance. He's got oh. that charisma. He's got the riz as the kids say. <laughs> he's got that riz. We stand. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. <laughs> no cap. I barely understand what. The, but then there's also cape. No. What is cape? I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I watched a TikTok <laughs> that started me wrong. I got it. Don't go on TikTok. A TikTok that was like the elderly's guide to. I think <laughs> to it was Gen really Z's truly. Life. I think it was truly the Martin Scorsese and his daughter oh, showing yes. him turf. I thought they mentioned cape at one point. There might be cape. I could be wrong. I. I they're probably know. now. I sound. Well, I, I was introduced <laughs> as an old queen. So what do you want from me? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't watch the full uh, Scorsese video because she always does the chipmunk voice on I his hate videos. That. That's TikTok for you, man. It's TikTok, and I can't do it. I've aged out. I'm sorry. I only want to watch pool cleaning videos on TikTok and like dogs being silly. I, you're really introducing me to some corners of the internet that I was not like the Twitter furries pool cleaning. <laughs> I don't recommend the Twitter for. I do recommend TikTok pool cleaning if you just like seeing a process. Yeah, sure. I watch rug cleaning. Yeah, I think it's a lot. It's very much the same thing. <laughs> and those are two very sexy genres of videos. That's how you do it, I, you know. Mm, this is so true. I love it nice and clean. I can scrub my rug. <laughs> clean my drain. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, if you had to pair. Roseanne with a movie or a TV show that it could be that you think that someone who who enjoys Roseanne or enjoys you know John Goodman in it that they would also enjoy this or it could be specifically about the character of Dan and John Goodman's performance that like if you like this here's something else to watch that you might also like I will I've mentioned it before this was hard for me but I do think I'm going to say the Brady Bunch camping episode yes. just for the Mike, that one scene with Mike, the kids are fighting in the tent. Mike Brady comes out and he's like, these kids. And he's just wearing a flannel. And I think to remember it's sweatpants. I don't know if sweatpants mm-hmm. were even around in the early seventies. Oh, I think they, they were. Cause I feel like I've seen right? like John Travolta in like gray sweatsuits okay, in seventies okay. movies, you know? <laughs> um, so I would recommend that movie. I would recommend that episode of the Brady Bunch, the camping episode, just for that scene of Mike Brady in his final shirt i am going to be hunting this down like expecting like full donk outline like down his thigh like. <laughs> i really doubt it i'm sure they were wearing girdles and everything back then but pretty much it's on paramount plus so that's easily available interesting uh i can't keep track of all these streamers the, the I paramount got, I plus get, i got kicked off my brother's netflix because they I did that got password thing. Parents. But then I have no desire, like, well, I'm not going to sign up, pay for it now. I know. The only thing I'm using it for is I think you should leave. So what's the point? You know, I've already seen the new season. 
well, I listen, also, how many, how many times have I seen? <laughs> I know. All the like, first two seasons I rewatched like five times. It's always a thing like, oh, I just want to show somebody this one sketch. Then you end up, yes. well, we can watch the whole thing in two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it yes, only and gets I am... better every time. Oh, it's so good. I'm famously mocked by my friends for the intensity of my horniness for Tim Robinson. So I get it. A... That's a good right? one. Sam Richardson, too, also like oh. kind of has a bit of that. They're both so yeah, hot. I think Sam Richardson's going to be even hotter in like 10 years. He keeps getting really buff. And I kind of say I oh, really prefer like, you know, kind of, you know, a little fluffier Sam Richardson. The Chris Pratt factor. He he, Chris he was Pratted so much a little hotter. Bit. Yes. You know who else is like kind of, do you ever, have you seen the show Southside on HBO? No. There's mm-hmm. a guy who plays a cop in the Southside of Chicago. I forget. Okay. He's also like the co-creator of the show. Oh, okay. Re- I forget his name. He was also in uh, the new Top Gun. <laughs> oh, so interesting. <laughs> his name's. Uh, oh God, he's got a long name. Bashir Saluhuddin. He's forty-seven. Okay. Ooh, uh, he, hot. He's really. He's. I think he's. He's very funny on the show. Okay. Uh, but he's also. I think he's like. He's got the a similar silhouette as John Goodman. <laughs> we'll say. Ooh, I am on board. And he's a. And Southside is a ridiculously funny show okay i'm gonna have to check it out and you heard it here folks mark rennie loves cops <laughs> well they're making fun of cops with this. you don't go but it's not a uh, this is a pro cop tv me show stands for all cops are beautiful <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah so i think on on my end i think if you were really into john goodman and roseanne i would recommend uh, the movie Secrets and Lies and Timothy Spall's character in that. Oh, that's a fun one, Mike Lee. A little Mike Lee. Little we Mike love Lee. Mike Lee here. Unfortunately, uh, in our previous talk about Mike Lee, the only character that we focused on as being hot is Johnny from Naked. <laughs> who... <laughs> the David Thewlis character who's yes, like they... a degenerate the whole time? <laughs> yeah, the movie opens with him raping someone. <laughs> okay. You know. We so... have to start somewhere to get somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Timothy Spall's character is a little different, (laughs) but he's, you know, he's got that, that daddy warmth that I think is nice. And he looks like a normal man and a normal daddy. I think a lot of that too, like the, when you say normal to me, that reads like accessible. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem, it's not like, it's not, I'm just trying to think of someone who we all like uh, Austin Butler. (laughs) You're like, why this is might as well be an alien who's like, like, we do not speak the same language. Yes. (laughs) Have the same accents. (laughs) Yeah. If Austin Butler is playing the daddy, he's like, Hey kids, go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like, Like some people are so hot that you're like, well, Mm-hmm. it's never uh, this is ridiculous why are we going to entertain this but it so right. in some ways it's just like a turnoff in a way it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like i appreciate they're hot but i'm not like attracted to them yeah oh yeah no robert pattinson uh came to an event at my old workplace one time and like oh. i had never totally gotten it and then i saw him in person and i was like oh i could never speak to this man because he's just like a different species and like, <laughs> I, was, I can't bridge yes. the gulf yeah yeah <laughs> i was talking about that with a friend how like on tv you see people like even in like a Hallmark movie, you're like, oh yeah, these yeah. people are attractive, whatever. But then there's a chance, like maybe you see them in person. You're like, oh my yeah. god, they're so hot. But like there's like a flattening, and since everyone on TV mm-hmm. is like super, has yes. to be like super sexy now. Like it's mm-hmm. it doesn't pop. But in person, when yeah. we're surrounded by uggos in our day to day, right? <laughs> yeah, actually attractive person. You're like, okay. Yeah, Pattinson had like, you know, come in and I'd just been in the workplace bathroom under like fluorescent lights looking at my gremlin face. And then I come out and see him and I'm like, oh, fuck. God, an angel from heaven's here ruined my fucking day. (laughs) Go back up to heaven, you fucker. I hate (laughs) you. We hate you. (laughs) Leave Earth to the rest of us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, this has been so fun. But before we go, we always like to end with a little game. Okay. Uh, And today's game is going to be uh, a classic round of Fuck, Mary Kill. Uh, this one is Sitcom Dad Edition. And I would like to give a special thanks to uh, the pioneer woman who on her website had the list titled 25 Best TV Dads on Sitcoms Who Always Make Us Laugh. 
Wow. She's doing the work. Where does she find the time to make listicles? I know. And with such poetic, poetic prose. Wow. She loves clickbait too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this would be like at the bottom of a web page with like a yeah. picture of like a strung out child star. You won't <laughs> believe what Candace Cameron Bure looks like now, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's probably in a macro rally, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So for this fuck Mary Kill, we are choosing between John Goodman as Dan and Roseanne. Okay. Reginald Vell Johnson as Carl in Family Matters. Mm -hmm. And then Bob Saget as Danny Tanner in Full House. Okay. All right. So what what is your thought process here? Well, I always assume because I assume if you're married to the person, you will be having sex. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but when you choose the person to fuck, like, that's like, oh, this is just going to be like the mind blowing, mm. explosive, the kind of sex you think about when you masturbate. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. Where the marriage sex is a little more like, it gets the job done. <laughs> yes. But we're not thinking back to it, but it gets the job. So I'm going to choose, mm-hmm. I'm going to marry John Goodman. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> uh, consistency. <laughs> sure. And then I'll fuck Reginald Vell Johnson. And not to speak ill of the dead, but I've always thought Bob Saget, Danny Tanner, was a creepy, unsettling. I got bad vibes from him. I didn't trust him. I didn't because I never believed that he actually liked kids. Why are all those men in his house? Thank you. In San Francisco. <laughs> What's well, going on in there? Well, butthole. You tell. Ask me. So I'm killing Danny Tanner. I like it. I like it. All right. But I was never a full house person. Oh, just because it's like a, a shitty show? It's no good? <laughs> yeah. I was like probably, because I think I was like maybe 13 when it was on. And that, yeah. by then you're like, no. <laughs> you didn't love the Olsen twins just like doing thumbs up? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no, I'm going to be watching. I think I was watching like Legal Eagles or like whatever was on HBO then. <laughs> <laughs> Not Silver Spoons. <laughs> Not anymore. No. <laughs> We'd moved on. We'd moved on. <laughs> All right. So I think for mine, I think if we're going to be true to the exercise thank you we have to acknowledge that um you know two of these men are married so i will be also (laughs) (laughs) breaking up a marriage fucking someone's husband you made a trap for me you made me a hope which ones are married i'm a homewrecker (laughs) i think you are so i mean john goodman we know he's married he's married to roseanne reginald bell johnson he has a wife and Bob Saget is a widower, so you killed the only one whose uh, <laughs> spouse would I'll not finish be the job. I say, <laughs> empty house. Well, that's that's actually where I'm going with it because I'm going to kill Bob Saget so he can be in heaven with oh, his wife. It's a mercy killing. It's a mercy killing. <laughs> he does not have a disease or anything. You're just killing him. <laughs> okay, you hate widowers. <laughs> Enough of them. Again, there are two other men in this house. They can t- take care of the kids. Yeah, yeah. There are too many single women in heaven. <laughs> You go up there with Robert Pattinson. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to break up Reginald Bell Johnson's marriage and then be his second wife. Oh. Because. But you see, there's a little workaround logic to this because I like him well enough. Uh-huh. But I am so attracted to John Goodman that he's the one that I definitely want to fuck. Hmm. Okay, but Roseanne can never find out, though, because I think she would She's kill me. She's going to, though. Oh, God. And so then that puts me up in heaven with Bob Saget and Robert Pattinson. Hopefully. You just <laughs> well, <her>. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you end up in heaven. Well, maybe Bob Saget's in hell and the two of us can go down together. <laughs> well, I never, like, apply these rules, but it's okay to just murder people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one said it was okay. Like, you just said I'm in hell. Okay, okay. I never... <laughs> Like the actual marriage, but also I just assume like, well, they have an agreement, an open, you know, they, maybe, maybe that's it. That's I can see Roseanne, marriage. you know, <laughs> she, she gets tired. Yeah, back to Emily Long. She takes a few ambient. <laughs> she had a reality show for like what? a season where about her like macadamia nut farm in Hawaii. <laughs> what? <laughs> I watched like few four episodes of it. I think. Oh my! Well, I'm sorry. the The Brady Bunch episode has got to wait because I gotta watch this first. <laughs> I don't know she if ha- it's yeah. She's in that farm. She in uh in Hawaii. Let me see. Roseanne <laughs> Nut Farm. Rose. It was called Roseanne's Nuts. 
<laughs> it was a rowdy docudrama show. Only one season. Oh, you could buy it on Apple TV. Oh, oh, 16 Sam's episodes. Nuts. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'd have celebrity I... guests like uh, Phyllis Diller oh. would be on. It was on Lifetime. Okay. <laughs> This sounds like the perfect TV show. <laughs> what more do you want? I'm sure it's uh, probably hasn't aged well. I like would think not. She said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say it couldn't be worse than like the past few years with her. So no. there's also an amazing <laughs> clip. I fr- it was maybe on Arsenio or something of her. <laughs> she also released an album of reggae songs. <laughs> if you really want to hear her, there's a video of her performing one, like saying like it's like Rasta Man or something with her like full like dreadlock wigs. <laughs> it's really awful and her singing the worst cover of a bob marley song you've ever seen oh my god so listeners if we can leave you with one thing it's to please look up roseanne's reggae album <laughs> and then watch roseanne's nuts <laughs> yeah oh my god mark this was so so fun this was this, a blast. thank you so much for coming on and where can people me. find you and do you have anything coming up that people should look out for um i don't know you can find me on i'm still on twitter i'm going down with the ship i don't care um <laughs> I'll let it die, I say. So you can follow me there. Instagram, Letterbox. I'm on Letterbox. Just at Mark Granny. Listen to Two Old Queens. We're on Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com. But there's also a ton of free episodes on wherever you get podcast. I perform at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Second Sunday of every month at 7 p.m. with a team called Pretty Darn Queer. A bunch of queer improvisers. And that's always a blast. So Amazing. Second Sunday of every month. Yeah. Well, this sounds awesome. Uh, if we ever make it to uh, L.A. during another eclipse, <laughs> daytime eclipse, we yeah, will make sure to come out to the show. <laughs> the eclipse hits different in L.A. than it does in New York. <laughs> I've always heard that. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what they say in the guidebooks. <laughs> the well, tacos are better and the eclipses. <laughs> famously. And you can follow us uh, at everyoneishotpod on Instagram and uh, X. Uh, that's everyone as a number one not O and E uh, yeah and then please if you like the show or even if you don't give us five stars on Apple Podcasts we'll take it even if it's insincere <laughs> <laughs> now uh, Mark thank you again Ugh, what a thank delight <laughs> and everyone else please stay horny <laughs>